Welcome to the Art of Faith podcast by Granite Creek Studios. This podcast is brought to you by 21 Choices. It's a great little yogurt shop in the the city of Claremont. They provide us with gift certificates every week for our guests. And so we want to give a special thank you to them. And also brought to you by Modern Paving. They've helped us out and we're grateful for that. They will also be uh, sponsors for one of our major productions at the end of the year called The Living Nativity. So if you'd like to be a sponsor for a huge production that brings in thousands of people every year, uh, consider being a sponsor for The Living Nativity. Uh, If you want to reach out to the website, email us and we'll show you how to do that. All right, today's topic, we are back on 12 More Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. And we are on rule number three, which is don't hide things in the fog. Get everything out in the open. Actually, let me just turn around and read exactly what it says. Do not hide unwanted things in the fog. This is a great, this is a great topic. And it kind of dovetails into a sermon that I did a few weeks ago on biblical transparency and the whole idea of candor. Uh, which is very, you know, so this chapter that Jordan is talking about is very similar to a, a chapter from a book called Lead uh, by Paul Tripp. And he does a chapter on candor, on, on being open and transparent. Uh, basically not, not burying anything. Make sure you're, you're, you're speaking your mind, but that you're also not hiding anything. And so this is, this is what I want to talk about today. Uh, probably about a good three months ago, I went to go see Jordan Peterson live uh, in Sherman Oaks. It was a packed out, sold out venue. That's actually where I got this poster behind me. And it was uh, basically the book tour for his new book. And they opened up the the talk. So it was like a basically a lecture. So they opened up with a, with a little bit of uh, classical music at first, and then um, his 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 lecture, and it it starts it off being conversational. Uh, he's got two big giant chairs uh, in an auditorium, and him and his wife will talk a little bit. And so she comes out first. So Jordan Peterson's wife comes out first, and then she begins to tell the story about. Um, about her young adult life and how she started off and how she was dating Jordan, Jordan, you know, in, in high school, they, they were, they, they grew up, uh, uh, together. So they knew each other their entire lives for the most part. And, uh, when they, when they started getting into the college age years, they, be, they went to separate colleges, um, and they were, put their their relationship on hold or on a hiatus while they were working out their their college you know degrees and mrs peterson uh being separated by i'm not sure what distance but uh, she ended up dating someone else and uh, living with this individual and so she's sharing about that relationship, how it was kind of a relationship of convenience. And, you know, she's young and she's uh, exploring and, you know, she liked the guy, but 
maybe didn't necessarily love the guy because it seemed as if uh, she had a, a, a continual thing for Jordan. And then, um, I don't know what, we don't know the, the, the full story, but it seems like Jordan kind of got his act together and it was like, okay, let's let, now that now that my hard work is done, let's begin to pursue this relationship to its fullest. And so she just she she kicks the guy to the curb. Um, and then you know, tells the guy to move out. And then what was uh, what was what the heavy part of it? The open part is that she said, at that point, I had an abortion. And then I picked up again with this relationship. And it was an interesting little testimony because she says, you know, she, 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 she tells this entire audience that when she was a young girl, she ended up dating the wrong person uh, with an unwanted pregnancy and then terminated that pregnancy. And she's just open about it. Um, she made no explanation. She didn't, uh, not coming off as, as a pro-choice person. She just basically just said, this is what happened. This is what I did. And I think she might've used the word regrettably, or I'm not quite sure, but it was, there was as a heavy moment, there was a ton of gravity in the room. Everyone was silent. Uh, she had everybody captive telling her story and then describing this decision that she made, this very difficult decision uh, that had uh, a deep psychological impact on her. And then she said, don't hide unwanted things in the fog. So uh, getting those those dark moments out and into the light. Now, inside of the Christian faith, uh, we have the saying that the Lord will bring everything to light. And so it is, it's nearly impossible to hide and harbor sin uh, if, you, if you're a Christian and if you've made this declaration, if you've been walking with the Lord for some time, but then you have some secret sin, uh, it will get out. It's, it's going to come to light one way or the other. And the, the best way to get sin into the light is to confess it, uh, is just to, to own it and, and to, to, to shine the light on, side, on that, that dark area of your soul. And what that does, you know, being that confessional, it actually frees you up. Um, the consequence of not being transparent and confessional is that God will bring it into the light. So let's say that your secret sin is stealing. You just, you're a kleptomaniac and you get a high from it and it feels good. And so, you, you know, you walk into 7-Eleven and you like to steal candy bars or whatever. Um, and then you, you don't, you know, you don't tell anybody. You don't tell it. You don't share that you have this problem of stealing candy bars uh, until one day you get caught and you get arrested and then and then that that dragon that thing that you that you needed to conquer that you needed to defeat uh, it comes out in the open and uh in 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 public ministry uh, after doing ministry for 23 years uh 
Um, it happens a, a lot. It, I am shocked about how many times somebody's secret sin comes out. Uh, male and female, we usually think that guys are the ones that sin or that, that they have, you know, maybe the secret pornography addiction or, you know, whatever nefarious behavior that they do in their own time. Uh, women do it too. I just, I better not say anything, but it is, I've, I've dealt with some really bizarre stuff. Uh, I had a woman that, okay, I'll just go ahead and tell you. I had a woman that, that got arrested just recently that I was trying to minister to. And you would never have thought that she got, you know, she got arrested for something that you just would think that a guy would get arrested for. Bizarre. So, um, yeah, all secret sin will eventually be uncovered. And I think that it's it's fair to say that Jordan uses, you know, fighting, you know, fighting monsters or fighting demons, fighting dragons. So we don't fight, you know, real monsters and real demons these days, but we fight the things that that scare us. And so sometimes hiding a sin scares us or insecurity scares us or even not um, not overcoming either a personality defect or uh, a fear that we might have, something that hinders us. That's our dragons. So our dragon could be it could be some secret sin or it could be the dragon can be. procrastination it can be uh, a fear of not applying for a new job uh, that could be the dragon the dragon could be the the fear of, of not putting yourself out there uh, or, or not asking for what you want or uh, not making your needs known or even making your dislikes known so, yeah, we can hide sin, but we can also hide the things that are bothering us. And so, so things that, that we need to get off our chest can, can be a dragon that needs to come out into the light. Okay, so, um, for example, I had a friend who... Um, was was told something that was not true and he believed it to be true it was a very um, negative thing about about me and uh and so this negative thing about me was told to this person and this person believed it and it not necessarily believed it but it bothered him and it bothered him for years and uh and because of that, there was always this this tension between us. Like there was there was this awkwardness. You know, we didn't necessarily click. And and then one year, you know, one day he just says, he just he he just got it out. He just confessed it. It's like, hey, do you actually feel this way about me? Do you think that uh, I am, you know, that I am a bad person? I'm like, where in the world did you get that? And, and he said, well, so-and-so said that you said this about me, which was not true. It was a complete lie. It was not anywhere near 
uh, something that I would ever have said about this individual because I respect this individual. For someone, for whatever reason, somebody lied, and uh, and that hurt was never vocalized. And again, it was two years of uh, him believing somebody's lie that was not true, and he did not get his hurt out into the open. He did not expose it. Uh, and let's just say, hypothetically, it was true. Let's just say I didn't like this guy, and I thought this guy was a jerk. Um, for him to still hold that deep down inside, it would have been detrimental. It's so valuable to get things out into the light. Here's a here's a practical example. Um, in marriage, we all have uh, our own preferences, and we all have these little things that that are of annoyance, and. Um, one of the things that I do when I eat is I tend to eat with my mouth open and, and then you can hear all, you know, specifically if it's chips or something, you know, celery or something like that. It, it, I just, I just, I don't know what my problem is. Maybe like a Neanderthal. I just eat with my mouth open and this unbeknownst to me bugs my wife. Like it drives her crazy. And, uh, for the first year of marriage, I was just doing it and I was just eating with my mouth open and just being a, you know, a, a, a pig, I guess. And I had no idea that this, this behavior was annoying my wife. And then eventually she just explodes and just snaps and just said, could you please just eat with your mouth shut? I mean, just and it, if you know my wife, I mean, it wasn't, it was not nearly that nice. I mean, like she had it. And so that, that, you know, that, that moment, in that moment when she snapped, that was the result of an accumulation of a year of me eating with my mouth open. And she never got that annoyance out of the fog and into the light. And so, um, this, harboring things that bother us or hiding things that bother us it applies you know it applies to to sin it can apply to um not not having your needs met or an annoyance uh if you go throughout your entire marriage and in relationship and you don't tell your partner like what you need out of the relationship um that's a, that's, a, that's a recipe for a failure of, of a marriage. You need to be able to say, this is what I would like to get out of this relationship. I'd like to have more conversations. I would like to, to have more connection. I'd like to go on more dates. I would like to have the budget balance. Like if you don't tell your partner what you want and what you need, if it's in the dark, eventually it's going to become a bigger and meaner monster. Um, these things all come to a head eventually. And what I love about this chapter in this book is that uh, Peterson goes over the landmines about being transparent. Because if I have uh, a grievance with somebody and I want to get it off my chest, uh, there could be a price to pay. Uh, I could say, hey, uh, 
your personality and the way that you laugh, like it really, really bugs me. So I could, I could be open and I can be transparent uh, at the expense of maybe even hurting and making the relationship worse. But what's the alternative? I don't talk about it. Now, in the area of, of Christian living, there's wisdom on what to say and how to say it. So transparency is 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 vital and it's key to to the walk uh we have to be uh, we have to be transparent we have to have a level of candor that is beneficial to the body of christ and and if we don't um then we can't grow into spiritual maturity so one of the areas of, of, of candor that, that, is, that is healthy is, is saying, um, I want to speak the, the truth to you in love. Okay. And so that is, that, that's a tricky loaded statement. And that statement has been abused and uh, misused for a very long time. And so, Usually when somebody comes up to me and says, hey, brother, I just want to speak the truth to you in love. Uh, usually what that means is that he's, he's got something critical to say or she's got something critical to say. And we have to build space into our life to receive feedback and to even receive criticism. And the way that I like to look at it is that you receive, uh, that we should all be open to receive feedback and then we need to be able to uh, field criticism because criticism uh, c- could just be a negative. You, you could be criticized just by the way that you look or the way that you talk or the way that you act, and it has nothing to do with the character behavior. People can be critical towards you just because they don't like you. And yet uh, some of the most uh, harsh critiques about ourselves we can learn some truth in those things. And so, uh, you know, whenever somebody's got, they want to they want to speak the truth in love, uh, I'm like, okay, is this going to be coming at me as criticism or is it going to be coming at me as, as feedback? And usually I can tell right off the bat. And so if the person is defensive, uh, if they've got a bone to pick, maybe there's something theologically that they did not agree with, and they've taken it to heart, and they're overly emotional about it, you know, I'm glad that they are getting it out and that they're venting it, even though it's coming from a critical spirit, because at least I know that they're getting it out. If they're angry about something that I said or, or a position that I've taken and they don't get it out in the open, then it's just going to get worse. It's just going to fester, and eventually it's, it will come out. It will either come out on me or it's going to come out on somebody else. So I'm really grateful when somebody has... Uh, something that they don't like that, and that they have a critical spirit. So the critical spirit is tough because when you try to re- respond to a critical spirit, there really is no winning. Uh, but if somebody's coming at you from the point of feedback, like I'm giving you this information because I love you and this is for the benefit of you, then that is, that's, that's something that we really need to honestly weigh and receive. But even in the, even in the critical moments, when the criticism is is uh, 
benevolent. There's a, like a benevolent. There's like there's a, there's a a disdain and a dis, dislike. You can still learn from that. So I call it like call it spitting out the bones. So you get some criticism, and it's like a it's a shotgun blast of all these negative wrong things that you've done. You have to say, okay, well maybe that's true, maybe that's true, but that's definitely not true. And then on this theological point, I'm definitely sticking to my guns. And so it's vital, a couple of, you know, it's vital to hear criticism. One, because you can build off of it, and two, some of it might be true. And that's that's the tough part. We have to come to terms that some of the criticisms that we receive just might be true. Uh, one of my pet peeves is that uh, when people come up to me, and this is a language pet peeve, this is an English pet peeve, uh, people come up to you and say, "Hey, Josh, can I can I just be real with you?" And then my response is, "No, why don't you just keep on being fake with me?" Uh, or, "Hey, can I just tell you the truth?" And my response would be like, "No, just keep on lying. I prefer it when you lie to me." And I had, so what? Okay, that's really it's kind of snarky and cynical because they're not communicating clearly. But what they do want to do is that they want to get something off their chest. That they want to voice their concern. And so being able to, to, to hear what people have to say, in, in the, in, hopefully in the spirit of truth. Uh, hopefully when people are being real with you and being honest with you, they're also being real and honest with themselves. And so that one's always a tricky one to, to land. And so, the, so these are some of the landmines that takes place when you move into the area of candor. And when you move into the area of uh, bringing uh, uncomfortable things out into the light, uh, pulling them from the fog, is that it is a it's a battlefield. Like you, you, you might have to do hard things, having hard conversations that might offend you or might offend others. This is a tricky one because sometimes I think that. I uh, think some things are uh, better left unsaid, right? So, you know, obviously my wife couldn't handle me eating with my mouth open, but, you know, if she ch- chewed her gum and smacked her gum, is that something that I really want to bring out and, and complain about? I think that what Peterson would say is, if it really bugs you a lot, then you need to bring it out into the open. Uh, if you have the maturity to say, you know what, that's this isn't that big of a deal. Uh, I've uh, I will choose my battles, and I'm not going to choose to battle over uh, somebody chewing their gum loud. I would rather talk about something else. Then, then I think that's good. But if it really bothers you, if it's building up, then I think that it needs to get out into the open. Um. Some other issues, some other points that we can do in building in this this transparency and getting things out into the light. Um, is it when you have something that bothers you, uh, you 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 need to vent. Um, there's a there's a there's a way to do it without complaining. And so there's an art to venting and sharing without complaining and whining. Because 
we know that inside of a, a marriage relationship or even any relationship, uh, nagging does not work. Uh, whining does not work. Uh, whenever people are able to get what they want through whining and nagging, that's what we, that's a dysfunctional relationship. So, uh, and, and the Bible says, do everything without complaining and grumbling. And so when you when you're airing a, an offense, or if you're when you're saying like this is bothering me, you you you've got to do it from a point where it's like okay, I need to make sure that I'm making my emotions and my needs known, and I have to do it without complaining, and I have to do it without attacking. It's a tricky one. So I I just want to encourage you to be mindful when you bring something out into the open. Make sure that you're not complaining, but you are sharing uh, how it is making you feel, and then you don't attack the individual's character. Um, I think also, too, another important point is that we, we need to be open without being uh, overly exposed. And so, yeah, you need to be transparent. Like, oh, man, I'm really upset. Um uh, it all depends on who you're talking to as, as well. So um, if I'm talking to somebody that I know casually, they ask me, hey, how you doing? I'm like, well, I, I should be transparent, right? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm not, not the best. Um, like that vagueness is good. Uh, if somebody that you know casually comes up to you and says, hey, how you doing? And... Uh, and you just kind of want to go all in. You're like, yeah, I'm actually thinking about taking my own life today. Like, like that's a, that's that's the wrong person to tell. You need to be transparent. You need to be dangerously exposed with only people that you can trust. But I would say, um, it is best to be as honest and open with everyone to the best of your ability. Um, but sometimes you just kind of need to suck it up and say, okay, uh, I shouldn't be unloading all of my emotional baggage on everybody I know. And that's, that's the key. Um, so don't, don't dump, just share, don't dump and be, be mindful. Uh, there's also a danger in, uh, clamming up and then this is, you know, keeping things in the fog. There's a huge danger in clamming up. It actually can make you physically sick. Uh, scientists have proven this. Like, if you have repressed feelings and emotions and all this kind of stuff, uh, if you don't talk about what's going on, uh, you can get physically sick. Um, we think that cancer might even form from that from these negative thoughts. Uh, so again, you need to be able to trust who you, who you are sharing with. Uh, share and don't dump, and be willing to receive feedback. And then one thing that Peterson doesn't say is that um, well, he, he does he does do part of it uh, before you you need to be transparent with an, with somebody like you're going to take a risk uh, play the scenario over in your mind and be transparent and open with yourself so have an inner dialogue with yourself before you have a dialogue with somebody else. And then before you, and this is not in Peterson's book, this is biblical, and before you open up and speak the truth in love to somebody else, uh, 
open up and be transparent and speak the truth to God first. Now this this will go for for any for for both like the hidden sin thing and the harboring uh, uh, offenses thing. So if you are uh, if you have things that are in the dark that need to come out into the light, uh, pray about that first and and be open to God about what's going on first. The truth of the matter, he knows what's going on. He knows exactly what's going on. And so just being open and transparent with God first and, and then yourself and then being open and transparent with others. Uh, if you have uh, a grievance, an annoyance with somebody that's driving you crazy, uh, before you unload on this person about their the thing that they do that drives you crazy, uh, before you open up to them, open up to God, and then maybe God will tell you uh, that your attitude is wrong and needs adjusting. They don't need adjusting. You need adjusting. And so uh, let's, let's go back to the marriage thing. So you're in a relationship. Your wife's driving you crazy. Uh, her her behavior is... is is your you know it's the annoyance and so you you bring this offense to god like my wife does this every single day drives me absolutely nuts and if you open up to god about that he just might reveal there might be a revelation that well actually it's not your wife's fault it's your fault because you you're the one that's got the anger issue that needs to be adjusted. So opening up to God before you open up to others, uh, do it from a biblical way. Read the scriptures about the things that are bothering you. Uh, that could save you tons of heartache. And I just wish that uh, Peterson would have gotten along the biblical path on that. Um uh, When somebody, when you are receiving uh, uh, candor, so when somebody's opening up to you about a situation that's bothering them and maybe you're not involved, maybe you're there for counsel in order to build trust, in order to build goodwill, in order to build a healthy relationship, you got to keep your mouth shut. Imagine that. Um, it should go without saying that, that we need to, we need to make sure when people share with us that it's held in, in strict confidence. You'd be surprised about how things get out. Um, I have a general rule just to keep as many things in the context of ministry as private as I possibly can. So when somebody tells me something heavy, I say, uh, "Are you? do you feel comfortable if I share this with my wife? And usually it's yes. Or do you feel comfortable if I share this with my counseling pastor? It's usually yes. The only time that uh, I would share something is in the areas of abuse. So if somebody comes up to me and said, hey, I'm uh, sexually abusing my daughter, uh, I'm going to be like, that's terrible. And also, I'm reporting you to the authorities. But you're supposed to be a, a pastor and you're supposed to keep these things in confidence. And I just... That, that's an exception for sure. Uh, another area when somebody comes and opens up to you about a certain situation, maybe again, it's a, it's not between you and them, but it's between them and somebody else. Uh, guys tend to try to fix people's problems. So sometimes just don't fix their problems. 
just listen to them and their process because they need to get this thing out of the fog and into the light. And they can't do that if you're trying to constantly solve their problems in that moment. Let them get it out. Let them vent. My wife tries to get stuff out all the time, and I always cut her off trying to solve her problem. I'm like, you know what you should do, honey? You should do this. She doesn't really. She doesn't want me to solve it. She doesn't really care about uh, my skills and, and problem solving. She wants to get it out of the dark and into the light. So that's that's a huge one for for most men. Uh, also, in this in the Christian realm, is that we just try not to over spiritualize everything. So if somebody has a problem or they, they're dealing with a, some, some darkness or they're dealing with some sin, it might not be like spiritual. It just might be a choice. Yeah, sometimes there's spiritual warfare, there's spiritual oppression, uh, there's demonized situations, there's demonized and demon-possessed people. Um, but to say that every negative thing in life has a demon attached to it and we over spiritualize stuff and you know the devil did this and I'm under spiritual warfare uh the the danger is that it takes responsibility off of us and it puts it into spiritual places and the truth is, is that we need to take responsibility for our own actions and our own situations and our own environments we should quit giving the devil so much uh respect and authority with our problems all right, and then finally, this is, you know, when somebody's opening up, just be an active listener. Uh, the, the, the important part about being in a Christian fellowship and having Christian friends is that, you know, when, when the Bible says confess your sins to one another because this is good for you. So... The reason why that openness is so vital is because uh, Peterson, will, he, doesn't, he doesn't even quote the scripture on these, but Peterson will say that just having a space to talk about either what's bothering you, what's holding you back, uh, what's, eating your, what's eating you from the inside out, uh, just having a space to talk about it and hear yourself talk about it, like actually hear the words coming out of your mouth, like oh I don't I don't know what's wrong with me I'm so sad I'm so depressed and uh, and I you know like sometimes it's like a bummer to hear that stuff from a, coming from somebody else but when you're saying it and when you hear it coming out of your mouth, uh, actually there's healing that takes place in that moment because you're literally getting it out and uh, so I want to encourage you to find people that you can trust that you can be open with, uh, that you can get things out. If you have uh, a friend or a loved one and there's something that bugs you about them or something that they did that has offended you, don't, don't keep those hidden things in the dark. Don't, don't keep them in the fog. Let's, let's get them out. So the things that offended you, the things that annoy you, uh, ask for wisdom on how to vent that and then yeah let's get the like those like the sin out in the open too i'm not saying that that you stand up on the pulpit and tell everybody every all the horrible things that you've done but at the same time there's certain things that just need to come out into the light amen all right thank you so much for watching and listening to the art of faith podcast 
Uh, I want to encourage you to be like George and slay some dragons. So these things that you're so afraid of, let's uh, go in that cave, drag them out, and kill them. Amen? Amen. All right. See you next time. Peace.